Time is running out for the planet Earth. It's impervious to all voices. There's an intriguing sensation. It's a nuclear device. Fun, fun, fun! Yes, that's nice. Statistically speaking, of course, it's still the safest way to travel. It belongs to a creature from outer space. It's a bird! It's a plane! It's very important. It does not confuse. Hi, everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Geek Shall Inherit. I'm Daniel Pickett. And I'm Jason Lindsay. And how are you this fine day? I'm just fine this fine day. This another what looks to be a hot day in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but it's supposed to get cold again this weekend. Oh, is it? Well, yeah, I think it's supposed to get down to like, well, I mean, cold. I, I hate to say cold here, yeah, but exactly. it's going to be like 57 or something tomorrow, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 57, I know, bring the pets inside. And we sound, uh, we shouldn't be complaining about this stuff because, you know, early early April, they were getting snow in the Twin Cities. Absolutely. So uh, we probably shouldn't complain. But it's weird when it's like, you know, April 5th and it's 90-some degrees. Yeah, yeah. I actually on Monday uh, took. It was the first day of Paige's spring break. And I took the family to Disneyland. Oh, nice! Uh, and it was like ninety-one degrees. It was just like holy smoke. Jeez! You know? Did you go on the? Yeah. Isn't there like a water ride? <laughs> we did go on a water ride. Yeah, we went on the that. Uh, we didn't go on Splash Mountain. We went on the one that Grizzly thing in California Adventure, and I lost my hat. Oh no! You I lost my hat on that ride. Oh no! There yeah. must be just a black hole of hats somewhere. Well, they say that they say there's a possibility they may fish it out and mail it back to me. They, uh, I went to the Lost and Found and filled the thing out. And, you must have liked that hat. And, well, yeah, it was, it was my only. It was my first uh, Dodgers hat from when I moved out here. Oh, sentiment, so, sentimental value. Yeah, a little bit of sentimental value. Yeah. yeah, Minnie's probably walking around with that hat right now. <laughs> she better give it back. She loves. She's. I got people she's there. She's a klepto. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Well, that was that fun. Was uh, did you guys have a good time? Uh, it was terrific. Yeah, I actually, uh, I, it, it's been a while. I, I went to California Adventure last year, but it's been a little while since I've been to Disneyland proper. Uh-huh. Uh, so I had not seen the new Star Tours. Oh yeah, I haven't been on that. So they've got this new Star Tours where you know there's there's kind of I think there's seven different planets, and I think they can combine the film randomly to make. I think they said. 54 different versions of the of the ride. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and the ride is much sort of rougher now, but at one point in the in the ride sort of at the beginning. So there used to be Rex was the pilot, you know. Yeah, Pee-wee. ship, yeah. And but now it's C3PO is there. Oh, like, okay. And they say, "Oh, you know, we've got to get this ship to, you know, out of here because there's a a rebel spy on board that's got information and they pick someone randomly from the audience." And put their face up on the screen, and they picked me. No, they totally did. I was the hidden rebel spy in that. Was that before or after you lost your hat? Uh, that was after I lost my. Well, that hat, must actually. have almost made up for the hat loss. Yeah, yeah. Did you got? Did you? Did you? Was there like a special commemorative picture that that got taken so you could get on the way out or something? No, unfortunately, there was nothing. All that, cool. and the thing, the things like in 3D now, which it wasn't before either. And is there? Uh, there's because there's a store as there is. <clears throat> everywhere at Disney, when you come out of one thing, you walk right into a store. Yes. Was yeah. there all kinds of new uh, merchandise and figures and stuff? 
there was yeah they had like you know Star Wars black they have a bunch of you know they have a bunch of Disney merchandise so they have all the Disney characters dressed as Star Wars figures right. and then they have uh, a bunch of the Cars characters like Darth Vader and you know things like that so they've combined those things but the coolest thing which I did not know had come to California yet I knew it was in Florida but they took all that droid factory stuff that Kenner was doing. And you can build your own droids there. Oh. So you can put together, uh, you know, an R2, an R3, an R4, or an R5 unit. Uh, that, you know, they've just got these big bins of just heads, bodies, legs, and then hats you can put on them. Uh, and so we all built uh, our own droids at the thing, which is super fun. Because I collect the the uh, the Hasbro Astromech droids. I've got a big shelf of them, so it's kind of fun to be able to make our own to, to put on the shelf, too. Well, that's fun. So they're like, you know, one of a kind. Yeah, yeah. And you can build, uh, they've got another thing where you can build your own lightsaber for like 20, 25 bucks. And is it is it like a working saber like the ones in the stores? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it lights up, and makes one. noise and stuff? I don't know if it le- – I, I think I, – because I didn't go over to that stand, but there was like a $21 version, like a $25 version. So I assume, you know, the the more expensive one had some sort of light or sound or something in it. And you, you – what do you, like build it with the crystals and everything just like the movie? Yeah, yeah. They've got all the different kinds of hilts and different blades, and I think you can combine blade colors and stuff. Nice. I'm kind of due yeah. for a Disney visit, so maybe one of these days I'll get, get back there. Yeah, super fun. But the other thing I thought was interesting, uh, I think it was in Tomorrowland, I went by this popcorn stand, you know, which is literally kind of like one of those old rolling popcorn carts, and there's this little fake, you know, popcorn cooker thing that's turning, and there's a little figure, you know, almost like a mechanical monkey turning it, and it was the Rocketeer. Yeah, no, I I remember that from, God, from the mid-90s, and it's been there ever since, and it literally... Because I, I remember even back then complaining like it's the only it's the only piece of Rocketeer merchandise in the entire park. Yeah, like there's not so much as a, a Rocketeer T-shirt or anything. Uh, it's just that little popcorn guy. He's the only thing in the entire park that represents that movie. Yeah, so strange. He's still there. And you would think in this day and age, at least, you know, you start making the helmets and the you know they've got everything else. Well, they got everything else, and they also. Um, you know, I mean, you know, as you know, Nightmare Before Christmas is one of those things that, you know, not a lot of people cared about when it came out. And the merchandise got discounted and everything. And then, you know, by the mid, mid, late 90s, it kind of turned around and it got this whole new audience where there's a, like a Nightmare Before Christmas shop. And there's, you know, they redo the Haunted Mansion, you know, every, yep. every year, I think, still. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you'd think there'd be there'd be something for the Rocketeer. But then again... You know, they put an anniversary edition out on Blu-ray, and it comes with the trailer. I mean, there's not so much as a storyboard on the whole thing. Right, They kind of um, still haven't quite given it its due. But we're going to finally get some some, uh, fun Rocketeer action figures. That's right. We get the the figures, and there's a a pop vinyl of him. Pop vinyl, yeah. You know, there's there's a few people. So you, you wait long enough, and something finally comes around. That's right. Everything old is new again. Right. Uh, well, fun, fun, fun. I'm glad you you guys had a good time at uh, at the park. Um, we uh, this is episode. Was this 102? This is 102. 102. God, we're just cooking along. Um, uh, oh, and thanks for all the comments, everybody, about episode 
100. That was a lot of fun. We had fun yeah. doing it. And um, and they're still coming in. And the comments are still coming in? Yeah, there's still people. With that. I guess we got more last night, as a matter of fact. Really? Yeah. What else? Uh, what else are they saying? Uh, that you know this should have ended 50 episodes ago. Yeah. Why are you still no? How did you? How have you managed to do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, just you know, it was fun talking about Alex Ross. You know, uh, and and you know, Brian Stevenson was uh, you know one of, he's one of the guys from Spy Monkey Creations. He was like, oh, this is I guess that's what he he said that's what he's doing today was listening to episode 100. He was looking forward to it. Oh, fun. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, the gift that keeps on giving, episode 100. That's right. Our, our, our classic episode. Well, uh, without further ado, or with some further ado, uh, let's get to what we're excited about. What are you excited about? Uh, what I'm excited about, just this past week, uh, you know, I've, I've talked about these before. I love the Lego video games that Traveler Tales does. And uh, I'm I'm almost done with the Marvel game. Me and the misses play them together because they're fantastic two-player games. Mm-hmm. Well, they just released the new Hobbit video game, yeah. based on the, which is crazy that they put it out before the last film. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, I haven't got to play it yet. I just got it. So you think but, it covers uh, all three films? I would assume it at least covers the book, right? I would get. I I figured it was probably tied into the. The first one, but maybe it's you're saying it's like it's um, umbrella sort of covers all three. I, I I know it at least covers the first two, but since I haven't played it yet, I don't know how far it goes. Mm. So I know I know Smaug is in it. So nice that that gets us to the second one at least. Yes. So yeah, but uh, you know those are just really really fun fun little games. And so, don't uh, they um, don't they uh, usually do exclusives that come with little Lego? figures or am i thinking of the movie no uh actually both this time so uh yeah gamestop had an exclusive bilbo like in his bathrobe i think they called it good morning bilbo if you pre-ordered it so i got one of those guys and then at target you know the movie came out this past week too the second film and uh target had an exclusive version that had a legolas set in it so I, i picked that up sorry let's go back are you did you say that there's an exclusive figure of bilbo in his bathrobe yeah called Good morning, Bilbo. Yes. Was 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 he in a bathrobe in the film? Uh, early on, yeah. It was kind of that. It, it was like his Technicolor dream. It's like his sleeping, his uh, his uh, you know his like his morning yeah, his jacket. Smoking jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> good, yeah. good morning, Bilbo. Yeah, it's not like he had like bunny slippers on or anything. Right. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, very excellent. That'll that'll uh, keep you busy for a while. That's the, right. new, the new Lego game. Um, well, I guess what I'm excited about uh, for several reasons, um, and I'll, which I'll get to, is they just announced, well, a few days ago, before we <clears throat> did this, that uh, Peter Mayhew, who played Chewbacca in the original Star Wars films and Episode 3, was it that he was in, or Episode 2? Episode 3 he was in, right? 3, yeah. Um, that he has been approached and is coming back for Episode 7, at least. Uh, which is cool because uh, <clears throat> he, he'd had some issues with his knees. He had some bad, bad stuff going on physically because he's such a he's such a big fella. Uh, yeah, he was actually getting knee replacement. Getting knee replacement, big, so like a Kickstarter campaign for that. Yeah, not sure how they're how they're handling this at all. But what's cool about it to me is that finally we're hearing about someone else. I mean, I don't think at this point have we officially heard about Anthony Daniels yet? Has there been an official? No. In it? Yeah, so there's no official announcements yet about the the principal characters, the three. 
they have it. They've announced R2, but you just assume that Anthony Daniels is going to be going to be in this thing because since he does everything, everything is three PO, and they're they're you know supposedly we're always going to be in all the stories that the, the two droids. Um, but now that we got Chewbacca, I'm thinking it's opening the door, <clears throat> you know, for for Lando, uh, right. Mon Mothma, uh, yes. General Maydeen. Gotta get, num. gotta get him back. Nine num. I'm sure he's unless he didn't make it make it out in the past thirty years. Uh, but where do we stop? You know, are they gonna are they gonna call up Wicked? You know, is he is he a, a grown Ewok now and he's he still keeps touch, right. keeps in touch with them? Uh, so, but uh, they've also said that they have started principal photography, yes. even though they don't have a full cast, at least announced. Yes, I think the only official. One is the the monster guy from uh, Girls. I don't think he's even official. Oh, he's not official. No, not even he's official. He was. Huh? Um, wow. So no, no one except for R two and Peter Mayhew. Those are the big, yeah. big announcements. But they have. They did say this week that they are uh, returning to Tatooine. Oh, they are. That they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna start building some sets. They're not going back to Tunisia. I forget what they said. Uh, they were putting it together, but uh, it was Burbank. Yeah, yeah. But that to me, I just do. We have to go back. I mean, they spent yeah. so much time in Episode Four establishing that it's just the ass end of the universe yeah. that everyone wants to get out of. Yeah. And then Episode One made it like the Playboy Mansion of the Galaxy. Yeah. Where anyone who's anyone has been there at some point. Maybe it's come around again. Maybe, so. Maybe it was cool, and then it's all gentrified. It was crap, and then they, well, the hipsters do, are starting to move to Tatooine. Real estate, some casinos. You know, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe it's, it's beautiful dual sunset. It's picked up. Yeah. Here's what I'm wondering. You yeah. know, episode three, you have Chewbacca shows up, gives some help to Yoda, right? Uh, and I think I think Yoda calls him by name and says to someone like, you know, talk to Chewbacca, he'll get you sorted or whatever. Right. Um, so. That was an. By the way, that was an uncanny Yoda you just did. That was pretty good, right? Yeah. That was the. That was the working print, Yoda voice, <laughs> before post. Um, but you know, was there ever a time in, um, you know, in Jedi, for example, that, you know, because by the time you got to Jedi, Luke understood what Chewbacca was saying. They seemed to have a right. rapport. You know, initially in, in A New Hope, he didn't understand it, but then he got to dig his lingo and. You know, do you think he ever talked about Yoda? And then Chewie went, hey, wait a second. Wait a second. Little little guy, green, he's green, about this big, and he's big ears. I, yeah, I, I met him. I met he him. died? He, what do you mean he died? Son of a bitch. No wonder I haven't heard from him. I met him on uh, Blah Blah Planet. Uh, still owes me 20 bucks. 30 years ago. He still owes me. You know, did that ever happen? Did that uh, good question. Did ever cross those, uh, those streams? I've not seen that deleted scene yet, so I guess anything's possible. But there's a conversation. Maybe they'll maybe they'll bring it up, you know, at just one point. I mean, Chewbacca can maybe just sort of be, be in the background of a scene, and Luke could be talking, and then he says something like, when Master Yoda, da 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 and Chewie can just go, whoa, 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 wait a second. Who? I know that guy. Wait a second. Yeah. You know, 30, 40 years later, they're talking about Yoda, and maybe he can finally contribute. Totally, totally thought he got caught up in that whole Order 66 thing. Who, Chewie? Oh, no, he would, have thought, he would have thought Yoda did. Would have, he would not have known what happened. Assume that's why he hasn't heard from him. Yeah. Uh, but now, you know, Lando, I mean, I keep harping on this, but, you know, is anyone going to call Lando, or are we still holding a grudge? I think after that 
Dancing with the Stars performance with R2 and the Ewoks and stuff. Uh, No, that's going to hurt him. I think he is back in the spotlight. Yeah, it's just, you know, let's get to it. You know, there's nothing wrong with keeping stuff secret. You know, we live in an age where nothing is secret, so it's it's great that we've got some mystery. But you know, <clears throat> let's get let's get some information out there and kind of get it excited. You know, I figure yep. if they're gonna bring, you know, my guess is they're gonna bring everyone back that they can. I'm joking about like you know General Maydine and whatever, but 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 maybe not. I mean, maybe maybe they're going to bring as many folks back as they can to ride that nostalgia. Um, you know what I mean? If they're available and we assume they didn't get, you know, killed in a battle or something, um, right. maybe they'd want to bring them back for some kind of continuity. Sure. You know, doesn't that kind of make sense? It's, I, I'm fine with that. I mean, as long as it, it makes sense and it does, you know, it's not just, it doesn't feel like the holiday special or something. Yeah. Just yeah. for the <clears throat> the sake of it. Well, yeah. who knows? It's, it's, Let's put on our hollow goggles and see what Jefferson Starship is up to. <laughs> you know, it's funny, like, Someone asked me the day, like, is this something you care about, episode seven? And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, of course. How can I? How can you not be interested in where this is going to go and wanting to live to to see this thing? Um, yeah. But it, it, you know, I've yet to sort of like I I want to start seeing stuff or start hearing more details or something because um, it's just so vague right now. And and I do hope that it's not going to be, <clears throat> you know five minutes of cameos of these guys and then hand it off to the youngsters and just move on. I mean, I hope that, because that was something that I always bitched about with Battlestar Galactica. Um, much as I, you know, did you enjoy it? Did you watch the, the reboot? You must've watched that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And that was a great show. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know, for a time it wasn't, it wasn't perfect and it, it didn't, it didn't, um, you know, it had its, its problems, but for a time there, it was like the best thing on television. The scripts were great. The characters were great. But I always thought it was a mistake not to try to bridge the gap a little bit. Or, or they, could have done, they could have done the same show with, with much of the same content and, and had that, you know, some familiar faces from the original series and, and made it kind of, you know, badass. Um, because I think the show sometimes gets a bad rap, the, the original series. But now they've announced that there's they're finally apparently going to do a reboot of the original series as a big screen thing. Right. Yes. Which is what it originally was going to be. From what I understand, it was like Brian Singer was involved and they were five minutes away from doing this. You know, Dirk Benedict tells stories where like their bags were packed. He and Richard were like ready to, to go to do this series. And then at the last minute it, it, I don't know if Ron Moore came in with another pitch or what it was. Well, there was always sort of two things in development yeah. running side by side. Yeah. You know, we never knew which one was going to make it out of the gate first, and it was clearly the, the Sci-Fi Channel version. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do we need another one? Well, I mean, um, I don't think we need it. It's just that that uh, as great as that show was, the, the reboot, it, it's a completely different thing. It's a much. I mean, if this is, I'm hoping this is going to be kind of um, uh, fun, not you know, not not just you know hokey fun, but but more you know Star Warsy kind of fun from the '70s, um, and, and that's going to just going to distinguish it from from the reboot that was done. Okay. And it also <clears throat> it has always felt like one of those shows that 
that was sort of left hanging, which it was because it it you know it got good ratings. The problem with it was it was just so damn expensive to produce. It was like a million dollars an episode. Uh, yeah, but they they got to Earth. They they made their Vipers flying motorcycles. Right, right. So that, you know, that's the definition of their cousins took over. The show does okay. You know, can we keep the title a bit? But you gotta you gotta make it cheaper. And they, yeah. you know, wipe everything clean. So I feel like it, it, you know, maybe it deserves another life if it ends up being like a trilogy of, you know, big screen adventures or something. Uh, but I do hope that they get in touch with, you know, Benedict and Hatch and anybody else they can to, to do both, to have that, <clears throat> those characters that, you know, bridge the, the, the gulf of time. Well, Hatch was great in the, in the reboot thing, too. Yeah, what was great about that, too, was wasn't he very vocal about you know, kind of pissing on it when it was announced. And oh yeah, because he yeah. wanted to do. He he had he had put all that money into that that trailer, right? To yes. continue the original the original series. And I, I was always kind of surprised that that Dirk Benedict didn't show up because they shot uh, a, an extra for the first season DVD with him. And there was a thing where he and Katie Sackoff did a thing called Starbuck and Starbuck yes. in Starbucks. Yes. So I always thought, oh, well, great. You know, they've, they've reached out to him. They've talked to him. He should be back any second. And I, and I always thought it would be cool. You know, there was always, you know, the, 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 the storyline about the Cylons and them being sleeper agents and who's the last one. I was, I was always hoping that the last one would have been Dirk Benedict. Well, I thought he was going to – the episode I thought he was going to pop into, there was one that I think – maybe I'm getting this wrong, but it, it dealt with Starbuck, you know, Katie Sackhoff and – she was in her home or something. She went back to the house she grew up in or something. And for, and for some reason I thought in this episode that he was going to show up as her father or something. Oh, right. Yeah. And you would have had something like that, but he, but he never, I mean, he's kind of, I mean, for, you know, 20 some years, he's kind of just been raising his sons off in Montana and he hasn't really done much in the acting world at all. Apparently he's doing, he's doing an online thing. Do you know about this? Mm-mm. He and Richard Hatch are doing an online series, uh, a sci-fi-ish kind of thing that they're the <clears throat> two of the principals in, I think. Um, that's gonna it's gonna go up soon, I think. Um, and in this interview that was online or something, Richard Hatch was talking about how cool it is to work with him again, and they've you know they've remained in touch and everything, but that he's sort of just got disillusioned with the industry so much. But he kind of disappeared. I mean, there was a thing. I remember talking to him or sort of talking slash overhearing some conversations at Comic-Con a couple years ago because he and, and Richard Hatch came to the Entertainment Earth booth for our Biff uh, Bang Pal Battlestar Galactica stuff. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. somebody from Universal was talking to him about um, the anniversary coming up. The 35th anniversary is coming up and it's great. going to have lots of cool products happening. And I just remember Benedict didn't even look up. And he just was signing. He said, what, what, what's this, <clears throat> why are you telling me? What's this got to do with me? And he's like, well, you know, it's more stuff and more, you know, more merchandise happening. And it's, it's great because he goes, what's, and how does this affect me? I don't get anything. <laughs> yeah. And Universal guy was like, well, yeah, you get, and he goes, and he stopped what he was doing. He looked at me and said, I have never gotten a cent, not one red cent from any bit of merchandise that's ever been done for Battlestar Galactica. Nothing. I don't know what you're talking about, but nothing. And then he went on this rant about Universal and how they, for himself, Dwight Schultz, and George Papard, 
their agents started to look at the overseas sales of the A team and yeah. how they were getting screwed out of millions of dollars yeah. uh, in royalties. And they had to bring a lawsuit against and Universal. And at a certain point, Universal's a 900 pound gorilla. These guys just can't keep, you know, the lawsuit going. And they settled for, I, he, he, I forget what the sum was that he said, but they, they were, they were owed like millions of dollars. And they right. each had to settle for like a hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he got really soured by everything and kind of disappeared for a while. Uh, but maybe he'll be coming back to uh, to do stuff because <clears throat> he's an interesting guy and he's got interesting stories. And you know, he's he's a cancer survivor too. You know, he right, yeah, yeah. He, it, That's been pretty recent, right? Actually, that was a, it, I always thought it was, but it was it was pre Battlestar, I think. But yeah, really? he had he had. Uh, recurrences but i mean the way he, he's got a book and he, the way he talks about it in this book is it's so stomach churning but he he didn't do any anything he didn't do chemo nothing to he healed himself basically with this macrobiotic diet and isolation and he seemed to have now I, again i don't i don't know all the the details of what anybody in the in the medical profession would say about this but he claims that he he I think it might have been prostate or I forget what what kind of cancer, but he he healed himself. Huh. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's it's a really hard thing to read the, the stuff that he went through. Um, but uh, you know he's always been one of those macrobiotic guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Loves his cigars though. Does love his cigars. Um, so there you go. So Chewy's back, and um, who knows who knows who's going to be next. <laughs> That's right. You know it's. Uh, IG-88, is he still kicking around? He's got him, right? I mean, he's a droid. He he's probably probably looks the same. <laughs> One would hope so. He looks just fine. Uh, what else we got going on? Uh, well, let's see. Just some, some quick sort of comic booky stuff. Uh, WonderCon's going to be in a couple of weeks here in Anaheim. Yeah. Are you going to that, do you think? I was thinking about it. I haven't been to... Um, because that that's that's a that's an annual thing, and it's been going on for a few years, right? Yeah, I mean, it it used to be in San Francisco every year. Oh, uh, it's put on by the the same people as San Diego Comic Con, and uh, it had been in in San Diego for years and years and years, and then they started re redoing uh, doing construction on where it, the the convention center in San Diego, and I think this is its fourth year here. At first, it was they were saying that. Uh, the the construction ran long, but now it's been such a successful show. They're talking about maybe splitting it into two shows and leaving one in Anaheim full time. Oh wow! What's that? What does yeah. full time mean? Well, at least you know once a year. Okay. So they'll do kind of a WonderCon spring and a WonderCon fall or something. I think I've so. been to this. I mean, I I, I kind of getting it mixed up with like Wizard Kamikaze, and Wizard World, Wizard World and that, yeah. where, where where do they used to hold Wizard World? Uh, Wizard World has been in Anaheim and Long Beach. Yeah, I think I did the Long Beach. Cause they, do they still do Wizard World? Is that is that still a? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got like uh, eighteen cities this year. But everything now that's that's Wizard. That's the magazine. That well, the magazine folded, magazine folded and this new entity sort of was born out of it. So yeah. this is like the last remnants of that because Wizard was you know they had several titles going and. Yeah. Of, but this is this is still part of that company. 
Yeah, but I think uh, I think it's it's completely taken over. It's like it's not the Seamus brothers anymore. And oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because they got into like Ultimate Fighting or something, didn't they? <laughs> no, no, well, no. I mean, or, I'm, didn't they get into? Um... Well, the one is still running that Weasley toy site, that that sales site that everyone had problems with. You know, where all the if you couldn't get the the magazine exclusive figure, they would show up on that guy's like toy retail site for 19 times what it was originally. I don't know anything about this. But... Yeah, there was a big brouhaha about that back in the day of Toy Fair and, and Wizard. Because you remember every month you used to be able to get like an exclusive figure. <clears throat> right. You'd send in, you know, your 10 bucks or whatever. And, and out, uh, like, immediately. Yeah, yeah. And especially the Simpsons ones yeah, were yeah. just sold like gangbusters. And I think it's Toy Wiz is the site that, that one of them runs. And, you know, people would, they'd get their thing, their checks back saying, nope, we've sold out all these. Uh, but, you know, two months after it was released and people had them in hands, there would be a listing on this guy's site of, you know, here they are for 300 apiece. Wow. this is uh, And, yeah, people just went bananas. Because the, the, cause Wizards folded now for like three, four years, right? It's been done? Uh, yes, that's right. It's about four years, I yeah. think. <clears throat> wow, I didn't know anything about this. Yeah. But WonderCon, I saw, I was looking through the programming, and uh, there's supposed to be a panel about the Beatles in comics. So I thought you might be interested in that. And I think the oh. guy that, that did the the fifth Beatle graphic novel is going to be there as one of the panelists on that. Yeah, now this is something I think, did I bring it up in an episode and we didn't get to it? Or did we talk about it? Or maybe We've, we've had it on the list since 100. We just haven't had an opportunity to talk right. about it. Yeah, I picked it up. Um, uh, several different, you know, sort of Beatle friends said you got to get this thing so i picked it up and it's it's great i mean it's really there's nothing in it that is a huge revelation if you know you know the beatles mythology and and brian epstein and everything um there's a story of brian the story of brian epstein it's he's he, they, he's considered the fifth beetle in this story and um like i said there's not a whole lot in there about him that's that's hugely shocking if, if you know the story and what a sort of tortured soul he was. Uh, but it's an amazing story because, you know, the guy helped change the world. Um, there's something that he saw in these, in these guys. <clears throat> he obviously couldn't have predicted where they went and what, what happened, but, um, but it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And he also, you know, he was a, he was a, an interesting character. I mean, he, he was full of contradictions and he was, uh, like I said, kind of a, a tortured soul. Um, he also did amazing things with the Beatles, but also did some terrible things that, that um, partially because he, was, he wasn't that um, skilled as a businessman, but, um, but also because there just wasn't any precedent for some of this stuff. So some of these deals that he struck were just, you know, he'd, he'd give away 95%, uh, you know, merchandise-wise. Like they got like 5% of things or, you know, a penny in LP and things like that. Um, right. But the, but the, the, so the story's okay, but the, the um, and there's a lot of, ina- there's quite a few inaccuracies in the time frame, but the artwork is really great. Um, I don't have it handy, so I don't, I don't, um, uh, I don't remember the name of the, the artist, but. I think it's Kyle Baker, isn't it? Well, he's, he's got a, he's got a section. He's okay. got like a four or five page section there. I think, did we talk about this with, we, you know, we talked about this with, with Alex before we recorded, I think. That's, that's, we, we did talk a little bit, yeah, yeah, and it was on the list, but we didn't get to it. In back to so there yeah. is a, um, if anybody is a Beatle fan out there and ever got Beatles rock band, 
there is an animated, you know, three, four minute mini film in front of the game. So when you put the game on, this is the first thing you see uh, before you actually get to the, the game screens and you can start playing Beatles Rock Band. And it's, in, it's incredible. I can't say enough about this thing. This is, this is going back five years, whatever it was, when the game came out. You can find it on YouTube easily. But it is just an incredible piece of animation filled with Easter eggs and um, mythology, you know, the Beatles mythology. And it, it just goes through their, their whole career and culminates in this bizarre sort of ending with creatures and psychedelic stuff and everything. And it, it's, but just the way they're drawn, the way the Beatles are drawn and, and the characters are drawn in this thing are very thin, kind of angular. Um, uh, I mean, they're, they're pretty spot on, the likenesses, but they're, they're definitely stylized. And yeah. as I'm looking at this, this graphic novel, The Fifth Beetle, it looks very similar yeah, to the stuff that was done in that, in that animated sequence. But it's, I don't think there's any – I've been looking for it on, online. I don't think there's any connection at all, um, no. maybe some inspiration. But um, the artwork is great. So <clears throat> if you're a Beetle fan, it's definitely worth picking up. It's a nice book to have on the, the Beetle shelf. And I saw they, they sent me a press release about the guy, you know, being at the thing and uh, at, at WonderCon. And I guess uh, and I went and looked at the site. There's actually like a trailer for the graphic novel, too. That's pretty cool. Oh. They've animated some of it. Uh, well, cool. And, and I guess it, it's been picked up for a feature film now. That I did read somewhere. I don't know. I don't remember who it was that was that was picking it up because it's so tricky. You know, with the Beatles, you can't just no one can just come along and do the Beatles story. You right. just can't. Um, they'll stop you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just can't. But ancillary characters and, and, and such, you can kind of get away with here and there. Um, yeah. uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's, in, it's interesting. I could go on about it because of, you know, what he was to the Beatles and what happened when he died and how everything changed and everything. But uh, <clears throat> they actually they had a big to-do at my comic shop the week it was released where they had the author in signing it and had a Beatles cover band play ah. like all day, which was pretty cool. Oh, that would have been cool. I would, I would yeah. probably would have gone to that. That would have been cool to, to meet the guy. But I have another piece of Beatles news that I heard today. Yes. That was pretty zany. I, I had to take my wife to the airport this morning. So I was listening to, to the morning radio. Uh, so there was a, this was a story that came out, I think last year, there was a dentist in the UK. Oh, yeah that bought one of John Lennon's teeth from one of his former housekeepers. And I think he paid $35,000. Jeez. Something like that. And the question is always, you know, what do you do? What are you going to do with the tooth exactly? Yeah. Now he has made the announcement this week of what his plans are. You know, you would think, yeah, I don't know, you put it on display. Uh-oh. It brings people into your shop. Don't tell me. What, what, do, you, what do you think? He's not going to, like, put it in his mouth, is he? He's not going to put it in his mouth. He's going to put it up his bum. He is. He's going to attempt to clone John Lennon. I was going to make that joke. I was going to say Jurassic, like a Jurassic Park thing, but come on. And raise the baby as his own. What? Yes. This is science fiction, though. You can't. You can't. Can you? Do, you can't do that. You're not supposed to be able to. That's right. There's all sorts of laws against that. Right. <laughs> But uh, apparently he thinks that's that's a pretty good idea. I mean, what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Anything we've ever seen with clones yeah. in feature films and things. Yeah, there's a uh, movie right there, John Lennon's Clone. Yeah. But isn't the, isn't the yeah. tricky thing with the cloning, because I remember this, what was the sheep? Was it Dolly? Dolly the sheep? Yep. 
this was the tricky bit. I thought I read this when the, that whole brouhaha was going on. That they clone, they did, it was successful and everything, but uh, because Dolly was three years old when they got her materials to clone, mm-hmm. yep, the sheep was already on its way. So the sheep was like six years old. When it was three, it was six. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. cellular makeup was already that of an older of an older sheep. Right. So you you know if you're going to clone, you probably have to get the the, the goods early on, right? Yeah. You don't want one of his baby teeth. It, exactly. Well, maybe this is one of his baby teeth. I don't know. That is so. And how do you? How on earth did that happen? Like a tooth fell out and a housekeeper grabbed it. I don't. But, but if it's one of his baby teeth, I mean. I think my mom still has some of my baby teeth. Oh, you think it's you think it's like a housekeeper from the house he grew up in when he was a kid? I don't know. Could be. No, that can't. Because who would save that? Why would you save that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you'd pay $35,000 for it to begin with. I don't know. That's so strange. And how do you even know for certain that it's his? That, that's true. It grows up and it's like his next door neighbor or something. That's just bizarre. Well, there's a movie there somewhere. Someone's gonna. I think so. Someone's gonna do something with that. I think. Um, speaking of movies, uh, yes. Godzilla, new trailer for Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. Hit, which is looking still very cool. It continues to look very cool. Uh, you know what? Show us the goddamn Godzilla. Enough. Just go to just go to Toys R Us. Yeah, just show you know it's it's out. The secret's out. You know, there's pictures everywhere of Godzilla. Give us a little more Godzilla. You know, it's it's a four minute trailer, and you're still getting ten seconds of, you know, Godzilla lit up by flares. <laughs> show me something. I want to see it smacking a monster or hitting. Yeah, we got to see it fighting that big Cloverfield monster. Building with its tail or or something. Now wait a minute. Now this isn't the Cloverfield guy. It looks like it, but this is no. This is the guy. This is the guy who did the Cloverfield guy. No, I'm saying the other monster that he. Fought. Oh yeah, no, the no, thing no. That's in that but little. Is the director? Place, isn't the thing? director the guy that did monsters? Yeah. Okay, so the guy that did Cloverfield is the guy that did the remake of Let the Right One In. That's right, and yeah. he's doing something else though right now, right? Isn't he doing a? I think I heard that remake yeah. or a reboot of something. Battlestar Galactica. But this guy is the guy who did. Have you ever seen Monsters? Which one was that? <clears throat> that was the one uh, with the guy called Scoot Scoot McNary. He was in um, Argo and some other stuff. And I forget the woman who was in it. But he's like a reporter or photographer or something that has to escort the daughter of uh, his boss or something across these zones where it's, it's, it's a time, you know, on earth where these monsters have shown up. They've been around for a while and they're sort of are like these monster zones that they're in they're, They come from another dimension or planet or something. It's not bad. I mean, it's, it's got some good stuff in it. It's just, you know, you don't see a lot of the monsters until the very end There's a sequence at the end, but it's just, it's just kind of implied more than anything, but it was kind of a low budget thing and it got a lot of attention and clearly, enough to get this guy the Godzilla gig. Um, I mean, it, look, it looks cool and everything. Um, Brian Cranston is yeah. in it. Uh, Juliette Binoche. See, I don't see monsters on his thing here. Is it not? Is this, so this is, is this the Cloverfield guy? Yeah, the Cloverfield guy, his name is Matt Reeves. And he did Let the Right One In. 
I mean, he, uh, did, let, he did let the right one in. His next thing is is the dawn of the Planet of the Apes. He did let me in. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. That's it. That's what he did. The, that's what he did after let me in was Planet of the Apes. Dawn of the Planet he's of the Apes. Yeah, he's, doing, he's, he's the doing the next one. And the next one also. Right. The guy who's doing Godzilla is Gareth Edwards. And he did Monsters. <clears throat> okay. The one from 2010. That's what I'm getting mixed up. So, um, so yeah, it looks cool. Um, but you know what's, what's coming out that I, I just feel like there's not enough people talking about it or we're just getting bombarded with Spider-Man and everything else. X-Men. This this yeah. is this is um this is this is the biggest movie that Fox has done next to um, Avatar. It's the biggest budget Fox has ever had next next to Avatar, and it seems like it's the biggest superhero movie ever made. And I feel like we should just be bombarded with it every five minutes, don't you think? Are you not seeing the well, god awful Carl's Jr. commercials? Yeah, but that's that's not. I'm every, 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 with Mystique and Quicksilver. Every two weeks, every two blocks, driving around L.A., there is a Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man Two billboard. Yeah, I'm not seeing massive billboards for X-Men: Days of Future Past. It's coming out in a few weeks. Have yeah. you seen a billboard for it anywhere? I have not. There's no merchandise. There's no action figures, obviously. Um, I just feel like there's gonna be there's gonna be some mini mates and there will be one diamond select figure. Who is it? They have not announced it yet. God, one one. I don't know why they wouldn't try to do four. I just know that it's not Wolverine because we just got a good Wolverine from the Wolverine movie. Right. So they told us it's not Wolverine. Huh. Huh. It's probably Kitty Pride. <laughs> well, uh, we know it's not Rogue. She was cut out of the movie. Right. Uh, I just I just feel like it's. Um, it's this huge thing. I think it's it's you know it's going to be big and everything, but the the it's just the script sounds amazing. There's so much going on in it, and I just feel like we're getting lots of like there are little snippets of things online, like you know here's a some new character descriptions or here's a couple of posters from the UK or something. But I mean, I'm seeing more for Transformers and Spider Man and um, you know everything else. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just I feel like this thing is not getting. Well, that that's happened a few times that we've seen where they've they've literally let something get out of the way first, and then, you know, the barrage starts. Maybe that's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Because even I, I feel like Man of Steel kind of did that a little bit too. Right. We talked about that. How that it wasn't until like that third trailer. Yeah. Which was like a month before it came out. Yeah. And boy, that that <laughs> that movie just keeps getting worse and worse every time it's on, and it's on. Like, it's. It's on epic. Yeah, it's funny because I, I think I, said, I told you that I was going to show Superman the movie to my daughter. She had never seen right. it. So we watched that, I think, last weekend. Uh-huh. And uh, she really, really dug it. Oh, cool. Uh, but she was like, she, she, she was, uh, the one thing that sort of confused and upset her was the fact that Jorel kept saying, you can't mess with human history, it's forbidden. And he just goes ahead and spins the earth backwards anyway. Right. And she was like, well, what are the consequences? Why is it forbidden? Why is he not in trouble? Does he get in trouble in the next one for that? Oh. Yeah. Like, that was her, her thing. But So I, we watched that on, uh, like, we, had, we split it in two because it got late. So we watched part of it on Friday and the rest on Saturday. And then uh, I had stayed up late 
Saturday night taking pictures of toys, and Man of Steel was on. So I got to see both those movies on the same day. Oh, yeah. And wow, what a difference. Yes. And wow, what a miss Man of Steel was. Well, it's just, it is such, and you know, it's, it was on the other day, and, you know, just sort of on the background, and, you know, I'm not really saying much, but my wife, you know, she, she, she doesn't love this stuff the way we love it, but it's, it's, it's interesting seeing it through her eyes sometimes because it's like it's either a gut reaction, oh, that was great, or just I can't watch this or whatever. And we had seen it before. Uh, I had shown it to her before. She's just sitting there looking at it going, my God, this is just – it's such a mess. I don't even know what's going on right now. It is so it's, – it's, it's just such a, a blur. Like all the violence and all the action is such a blur. And it's just – there's a moment that, like, um, I think he gets choked by Zod or something, or, or he, oh, you know what it is? It's, you know, he, he suddenly, they realize that he can't breathe in their atmosphere, and right. he sort of hits the ground, and closes yep. his eyes, and I'm like, oh, here comes a flashback. Here we go. It's <laughs> going to be, he's going to wake up on, in Kansas or whatever, Smallville. And it was like, my God, it spent, you know, like I said, I said this from the beginning, I said this from the first trailer, and everything else, and I bitched about it, and I stand by it, it is, next to the birth of Christ, it is the best-known origin story. It is, is the, it is the best-known story in mythology. Yeah. Everybody know, just get to it. And then, and then, of course, when they get to it, and there's the fighting, which everyone complained about, like, when are we ever going to get to see a SmackDown? The SmackDown goes on for 45 friggin' minutes. It's at, le- it's at least half the film. At least half the film. And it just keeps going and going and going. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. And again, you know, like you saw Thor 2. We talked about Thor 2. Yep, yep. If you get someone like Christopher Eccleston, do something with him. You know? He's yeah. such a, he's such a, got such a great face and he's such a good actor. They just wasted him in that movie. And Henry Cavill, he just had nothing to do in this movie. Yeah. There was nothing for for... Superman to do, and not to mention we don't um, we don't even get to see the balance. One of the great things about the original film, I think we've talked about this too, but you know, might as well it's worth repeating. And since you just watched the original again, is what an amazing job! And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna digress here because you haven't seen Captain America: The Winter Soldier yet. Um, I'm I'm literally going after we get off. The phone here. Chris Evans. I, I, I have such a man crush on Chris Evans. He is so good. And if you if you haven't seen some other stuff that he's done, I recommend that you do. One of them is called Puncture, where he played a, a lawyer that was a drug addict. Um, um, I'm thinking of another one that he did. Um, was it Sunrise? What was oh, the Sunshine. space one he did? God. Sunshine. Yeah, it's yeah. Good movie. It, it 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 goes off its tits by the end of the movie, but it's it's a good atmospheric sci-fi. He's great in it. Like like so much. And you know, you got to remember, Cap is kind of a two a one-dimensional character. There's not a lot going on though. You they really have to find the layers. You know, the man out of time, all that stuff. And they do a they give him more to do in this. I don't just mean physically. I mean more for the character to explore. But he's so good. And the thing is, he makes it. He makes it look so easy that you forget, you take for granted how good he is in this thing. But one thing I got to say, because I'm a little upset because mm-hmm. something big in Captain America has already been spoiled for me. Oh yeah. Which I just I can't. I'm 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 upset that people within you know 
48 hours of the movie coming out, like the big spoiler is like a meme everywhere. It's just like, why would you do that? Okay. You give people maybe a week or something. Yeah, well, that's the fucking – I'm sorry. That's the internet, man. I'm so – that's the problem. Like we talked about this with Alex. He's like, well, can't you wait a couple weeks? It's like, no, because I, you can't even open a Yahoo article and you read the headline and it's spoiled the damn movie for you. It's this instant gratification of like got to know right now. And everyone's got to be talking about it you know, right now because nothing has time to build. And, and because everything is so instant – you know, you got to get to it now because we got to get to something else next weekend so we can talk about yeah. that. And like, you know, these memes and like in jokes on the, you know, they, they only last a few days and everyone's, it's like, it's almost like hipster douchebag fashion. Like stuff that yeah. people wear and you go, that, that looks stupid on you now. And it's going to look even more dumb in two days. And it's like, everybody yeah. has to latch onto this stuff. Do you, can I ask without spoiling it for anybody? Like what, what, what is sort of the, area of the meme uh it's some it's someone whispering something to someone else oh yeah oh totally and it's <laughs> it's you well the other thing is the 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 um agents of shield show right now again without saying much but like this is interesting that people have complained about this too but it's i i i think it's pretty extraordinary that this has happened where where Kind of like when I, the next thing I can sort of compare it to is X-Files when there was that season, whatever it was, sort of cliffhanger. I think they're kicked off the X-Files or something, which led to the movie that came out in a couple of months that right. summer. And then that was sort of left open for the show to come back. Um, here you've got this movie coming out and it comes out on a, a Thursday, Friday, whatever it is. And by the what, what does the show air on Tuesdays? Uh, I think it's Wednesday. Tuesday, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, but yeah. You know, the in, there's information within the show that's directly out of the movie. Right. And then there's that going around that everybody starts to spoil and everything. And, and you know, whatever. Yeah, you just it's like you have to get to it immediately or just avoid the Internet because it's all there. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, Christopher Reeve was, yes. was 24 years old when he made that movie. Yeah. 24 years old. I mean – I don't think it's just because we were kids. He just it just doesn't feel like that. Even looking at it now, he just he doesn't feel like a 24-year-old kid no. making this movie. And the and the thing, yes, it's kind of cartoonish, but give it give it some slack because there wasn't much to compare it to beforehand. His his performance of Clark Kent. As, it's, as not Kent. That cartoonish, it's not that cartoon. I mean, there's time, well, it, well, it's uh, absolutely grounded. It's I mean, there's some there's some slapstick, there's slapstick comical stuff. And pushing the glasses and stuff, and he plays it. He plays it far more nerdy than than Clark Kent was ever supposed to be. But the thing is, the distinction between the two characters is what's amazing about what he does, and you never get to see that with Henry Cavill. Yeah, I mean, he's Clark and he's Superman, and they're the same guy. You right. never get to see him in the disguise and, and, you know, show what is, what his life is, is, is like, you know, pretending to be this other person. Well, you get it in the last, you know, five, five minutes. Yeah. Of the film. Five seconds of the, of the film. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, anyway, but it's funny cause I, we were watching it and you know, we were, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes into it. And then, you know, my wife's sitting next to me and she just, she kind of turns, she goes, man, Christopher Reeve was a good actor. It's just like, yeah, he was. Yeah, and 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 I'll tell you what's more extraordinary about that. And I, again, this is I'm beating a dead horse with this too. But like, when you watch on one of the DVDs, or I forget where it is, 
when you watch the making of, you know, before a frame of film was shot, all the ways this could have been such a disaster yes. because they had nothing to really compare it to. And I mean, really what you had was a, a, a few things here and there. And you had the, the Batman TV series. What was this Superman thing going to feel like or what was it going to be? And there was they, they, they wanted everybody in the world from unknowns to knowns in this part. And at one point they were they wanted Robert Redford to yep. play Superman. And then this kid comes out of nowhere, and you just—I mean, Richard Donner talked about like well, once you saw him, it was like you couldn't—you couldn't see anybody else doing what this guy what this guy did. They have a bit on the documentary where it's it's um, it's it's the screen test of him showing up on the balcony. Yeah, yeah, I've seen. You've that. seen that, right? And, yep. and Donner talks about it wasn't—it was the way he hopped down from the from the ledge to the balcony, this little yeah. hop that he did. That just was so effortless. Um, and the other thing he said was when he one of the first flying things, where he he comes right at the camera, and he banks to the to the left with his fists, yep. which no one yep. told him to do. And yeah. Donner was said he was just he just got chills. It was like that's that's Superman. That's it right there. Like that's once in a lifetime kind of stuff that happens with with characters. And it's funny because you know my least favorite part of the film, of course, is the can you read my mind flying sequence, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay, that's great. I understand. We need it. Let's get, let's move on. Yeah. My 10 year old daughter. That's her favorite part. Yeah. I could, I remember that. Do you remember that getting played on the radio? back? Oh yeah. Cause there's lyrics to yeah. it. It's like what she's saying was sung and it was like on the soundtrack. And you know, it's good. See, that's the thing. As good as that movie is, and it really is one of the high watermarks that and the ending, you cannot escape how awful that ending is. Um, with the with the Earth, I mean, it's not like the movie's grounded in reality to begin with, right? But that whole sequence is 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 beyond absurd. It is it is one of the single most absurd things ever put into a superhero movie. Uh, not to mention just the the endless amounts of damage that would be done to the Earth and humans if this could ever happen. You know, spinning the Earth the other way. Um, but, but, but even for me, it was sort of sense. like, it doesn't make sense. That's right. Because it's like only some of the stuff reversed in time. Like the missiles just have have disappeared at that point. Right. Like they didn't come back. Right. So it was just like only the parts that he needed to save came back. Yeah, just that, that one thing for, uh, for Lois. Anybody else might have been a casualty. Uh, boy, I hope we're not spoiling Superman the movie for anybody. Um, so let's get to, let's get to something that we couldn't talk about before because you hadn't caught up with it but now you've seen it it was True Detective yes you watched the whole series I'm curious to know Marathon. what your take was on it yeah it was alright buddy cop thing yeah he didn't, you didn't think much of it <laughs> no it was great right it was fascinating right and just dynamite performances yeah it was so um, here's what I, here's what I started to feel about it and I talked about it so, and this this is going to be hard let's just say uh, if you have not seen it, don't listen to this part. Yeah. <laughs> because you should go in fresh. Yeah. We'll, we'll try and be as spoiler-free as possible. It really is one of those, um, like I, I kept talking about saying, you know, it was three, four weeks in, and I was kind of going, yeah, you know, it's 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 good. It's got me. I just hope that, you know, it's not going to keep taking us down these roads and never give us anything. And, you know, I uh, hope there's going to be, it's not just a bunch of talking and da-da-da. 
And then there's that episode there. I think it's a one, two punch. I forget what the week before was, but there's the episode where McConaughey goes undercover yeah. with the drug dealers. Yeah. Do you remember that one? Oh yeah. Sure. And that ending. Was, I just watched them all. I just marathoned. That, that ending was like a six minute sequence without any cuts. Yeah. That's right. That's right. They, it's a, they rehearsed this thing, you know, for a few days, whatever it was. They shot it three or four times, but it was all in one take. And I remember just sitting there watching it going, I don't think there's any cuts going on here. Like, this, this is incredible. Like, this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in a TV series. Um, and then it just kept getting better and better and better. There's still a lot that I can say about it. There's still a lot of theories that I have and stuff that doesn't jive for me and that I think they better address in the next season, even though we're not going to talk about these characters. Um, I mean, I, I love the, 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 the final episode, the mm-hmm. final episode, that guy, whoever that guy was playing the big bad heavy. Yep. That, op- that first five, 10 minutes is some of the most disturbing television I've ever seen. Yeah. And the climax is extraordinary. I mean, and, and, and the thing that, that was great about the wrap-up with the characters, and I'm not trying to give too much away here, but at one point, McConaughey's character is bitching about, uh, <clears throat> you know, we didn't, we didn't get everything. We didn't get everybody kind of thing. Yeah. And, and Harrelson's like, no, but we got the, we got the thing we went for. We got, yeah. We're not going to get everybody. We're not going to get everything, but we got this thing. Um, which is which is cool because maybe it would have been too much to wrap up the atmosphere and the and the the characters and the creepiness. Maybe that was enough. Didn't, you didn't need to wrap all this stuff up. But there's so much of it that still seemed like it needed to be addressed. Well, that that's you know that like, was sort of the question we had. Was just like, has it been picked up for a second? It's season? It's been picked up for a second season, but but not with those characters. Okay. So because that that was sort of the thing. It was just like you know this the this season is eight episodes, right? And it spans about twenty years, right. and it's kind of their whole relationship. Yeah. So it's just like if you did a second season with these guys. Well, it's not with these guys though. That that's just it. It would just be, but that's what I, you know. Be, I didn't know yeah, that. It would be like, be, what is it? The further adventures of these two guys? It's going like, to be the two the two detectives that were interrogating. Them. Okay. So we're going to follow those guys. Now okay. I don't know when. I don't know how it jumps around in in the time frame. Or if it's just going to pick up with a new case or something. But, I mean, it got really – I wouldn't say it was hard to follow, but there were times where you're going, you know, thank God the characters were saying, well, that was back in 99 or that was back in 95 and we did this because it was it, it jumped around so much. Yeah, you had to uh, just – okay, which, which hairstyle do they have now? Yeah, and, and the last two or three episodes I – and mean, what's the episode where he ta- – where, where, where they finally when – it, when it finally gets to them in present day meeting up for that beer – uh, that's either the second or third from the last. Right. So, so the second or third from the last, he pulls uh, Harrelson, uh, you know, Woody Harrelson, and says, "Let's go have a beer." And then, and then the show yeah. ends, and then it picks up, and you're like, "Oh God!" Because we had to wait a week, and then, then it picks up with them having a beer, and then he takes him to his storage unit. Yeah. I mean, that whole those last two episodes are like an incredible movie. Like they just Every, everything for the the last four episodes. Yeah. Yeah. They're only an hour long, yeah. but they are so dense. You feel like you've sat through a feature. Film. Well, each—it's funny you said that because each one of those I had to watch a second time. Like yeah. it would air, and then I would wait. You know, on Monday I would watch it again just to pick stuff up because it was there was so much information coming at you, and so many great little lines and great 
great character moments and stuff. But there's there's some stuff that still just doesn't. I, I don't want to give too much away, but do you remember? There's the bit where it's it's uh, I forget whatever time frame it is, and um, and Harrelson. Um, Wait a minute. Let me get let me get this right. The bit where Harrelson goes to buy a new cell phone. Yes. And then that girl is like, "I remember you from years yeah. ago when you came." The whole thing just seems so convenient. It just seems so like, you know, why is this person dropping into his life right now at this time or whatever? And yeah. and then um, doesn't she send him pictures and stuff? Yes. And then it all and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Well, it's almost like. It just it I couldn't help watching it thinking this somebody's orchestrating this because the somebody needed the, the, these two characters were getting too close to each other and too close to the truth something needed to come between them you know what I'm saying right yeah and I get what you're saying I don't think that's the direction they took it but no but they that's what I can started see. to feel like it felt like yeah well this is convenient that this is happening and then it leads to this and leads to that and the next thing you know. They're, they've got a, a 10 year, you know, uh, falling out or whatever, and they come back and right. do this. But those last few episodes were just, just amazing, amazing television. Um, and it was just one of those things where, like, Harrelson had uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I'm sorry, McConaughey had Wolf of Wall Street. He had two or three scenes and he stole the movie, which wasn't very good anyway. Um, he had Dallas Buyers Club and then the True Detective, yeah. which got people, you know, he was so in the consciousness because of this show, and it, it just sort of came out of nowhere. Like, I remember seeing the billboards going, "What is this thing going to be?" Uh, and it was just it just got better and better. And I, don't, I remember you know reading some reviews for it right before it came out, uh, and just they were pretty mediocre. Just like, yeah, it's kind of a buddy cop thing. They're interesting. They're good, but you know, not they're not breaking any new ground here. Right. You know, it's pretty pretty talky, but. Uh, and then we stopped getting HBO for you know a while because I think it was like after Newsroom was over or whatever. Uh, but yeah, somewhere around episode four, it was just like every Sunday, you know, my Facebook feed is lit up with just like, oh my gosh, you know. And I tried to avoid all that, but now that I've seen it, it's just like, what was everyone talking about? Hold on, let's go back. And yeah, let's talk about well, it. It definitely was one of the most, and not, not like I follow a ton of shows, but it was definitely one of the most. Uh, uh, read into series I can think of in a long time where yeah. there were week after week the theories that would pop up online about what this scene meant and what this character is and what I mean there's a lot of weird stuff that you'd have to go back and dig into that pop up throughout the show like like when 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 when, when McConaughey goes to visit the girl in the hospital and she talks about the spaghetti face monster guy yeah. There's a painting on the wall of flowers. The entire wall is a mural of flowers. And if you go back a couple episodes before, one of Harrelson's daughters has the exact same painting that she did hanging on the wall, like mm. finger paints kind of thing. Um, there's other stuff like that, too, that, that you, you feel like something happened with these kids or with Harrelson's wife that we're not getting into here. Because she might – they say that the – her and the family, her family may be a thread that continues in the series. Okay. I think there's something going on there with her dad and, you know, the five kings or with five princes or whatever they were. I mean, there's just – it's so dense. And also what's interesting about it is um, 
you know, eight episodes all written by the same guy, created and written by the same guy. And directed by the and same directed guy. by the same guy. Well, not yeah. well. There were different. I think there was a different. They they were two different guys, but all eight episodes were directed by that guy, and all were written by the other right. guy. Right, and the other the Nick Nick Pizzolatto who created it, which is yeah. a very it's a very British kind of way to. I mean, I'm not saying that's the best way to do it. I'm just saying when you look at a lot of British shows that we like, uh, whether they're comedies or dramas, um, they sometimes are you know created by these two people and they write all six episodes or all eight episodes or something. Um, and both of these guys kind of came out of nowhere, you know, like Nick, what's his name, wrote like two or three episodes of The Killing. Right. Uh, he just moved to L.A. in 2010. Uh, you know, he's I, he was a novelist, but you know, this is this is kind of his first big TV thing, and it's this. Yeah, you know? I feel like he he went out for drinks once with McConaughey or something, and he pitched this thing, and McConaughey said, "I got to tell my friend Woody," and uh, he called Woody and said, "Let's let's do this show." Like I feel like it was almost something like that. Like it just was. They started to hear about this or read these scripts, and it was so good, you know, they wanted more. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, well, on that note, I decided to give Game of Thrones another chance, um, which is, you know, kind of like The Walking Dead. Like, did we talk about the finale? Of uh, Walking yeah, Dead? Yeah. Finale? We did. We did talk about that. Um, yeah. see, that's something that I, I don't have a huge problem staying away from for two or three episodes and kind of coming back to. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's still a wonderful show. It's still, you know, uh, incredibly well acted and written and everything else. It's just sometimes there's a whole lot of nothing that you've got to get through to get to an episode like that finale. Uh, Game of Thrones, I feel like I can jump right back into it, and I'm not really – there's enough exposition from each character. Like, did you watch the new episode, the season premiere? I did, yep. There's yep. a moment where, um, you know, the brother and sister, the incestuous brother and sister. Uh, yep, yep. I don't even know what they're called, but he puts the hand, his fake hand on. Yes, the Lannister. And she's, he's like, what's, what's different? What's, what's wrong? I've been back for weeks or whatever. And she just lays the whole plot out. She's like, let's see, what's wrong? Well, this is what you did, and then you did this, and then this happened, and now someone's getting married, and I have to marry this guy. And it's like, okay, I'm caught up. I, don't, I didn't need to watch those 17 uh, episodes and the big guy is still walking around with the little girl. And I guess the big, the hound, the big revelation is that she, you know, kicked ass in this episode. Yes. Uh, in that, in that stuff. I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's a good show. I, I'm not, I don't, I don't love it the way people do. I never really have. Um, but uh, I'm, you know, because you know, what got me interested was that one of the trailers they showed were like these zombie guys on horseback the White Walkers? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yes. bring more of that into it. I want to see more of those guys and more dragons and monsters and stuff. Well, keep watching. No? Yeah. Okay. All coming to a head. Winter's coming. Winter's coming. I'll, 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 I'll see what I can do. Um, huge news. Did you, get, did you get to see the new uh, Bruce Tim animated I did. short? I did. It was interesting. I wasn't sure what it was going to be, and then I watched it. It was wonderful. But it was just so, no pun intended, it was so strange. <laughs> because Hugo Strange is the villain. Well, it's just a weird, I just, the pitch must have just been, yeah, I want to do a black and white Batman thing that feels like a period piece um, and leave it there. You know? Well, I think, yeah, it's, I, I think it's going to be one of those sort of interstitial things that they do on DC Nation 
Well, it's uh, gonna be, is, it, is it one of many? Is it like let's do let's drop in another time frame here and you know throughout the the celebration of seventy five years or is this it? Well, I mean, we've you've seen some of those interstitials, right? Like the yeah. the Wonder Woman in the muscle car yep. and some of those things. So it's uh, yeah, I don't I don't think it's necessarily more Bruce Tim. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're doing some stuff to celebrate the, cause this is Batman's 75th anniversary. So he said, let's get the band back together. I've always wanted to do sort of a golden age, uh, period piece because originally that's what he wanted the animated series to be actually. And they made it kind of a nebulous time, but this is very much sort of, you know, Batman's beginnings. He's, he's, he's a very sort of Bill Finger Bob Kaney Batman with the short gloves and the long ears and stuff. Yeah, the big, big long. It almost looks like the Batman from the original serials from the 40s. You yep. Remember that guy, that black and white yep. Batman? That's kind of what he looks yep. like. Um, no, it's it's pretty cool. I just and I, they got Kevin Conroy, who yes. the voice, which is awesome. Who was Hugo Strange? Do we know who that voice was? I don't know off the top of my head. I have to look that up. Um, this is big news. Tell me. Late show with David Letterman. Yes. Uh, he's stepping down. Which I, Sometime in 2015. 2015, which I'm going to miss him. I, I don't know what TV is going to be like without him, but it's. Uh, I feel like he's taking a page out of Johnny's uh, book, you know, going out with dignity kind of thing. Yep. Um, and he's been at it for God knows a long time uh, between NBC and CBS. But they just announced his replacement, yeah. Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a wonderful idea. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know who I thought should do it, but as soon as I read that, I was like, "Oh, great! Show's in great hands. I can't wait right. to see what that's going to be." Yeah, uh, and, and it will be Stephen Colbert as himself, that's, that's, not sort of the character that he plays. Yeah, on that's going to be interesting. He's, I'm assuming he's going to have to wrap up Colbert Report, right? I would think so. Yeah, and and now we're going to see him as himself with yeah. people. Um, which is interesting that, you know, when you think about it, that there's enough fate. I mean, I'm not saying he couldn't, no one would think he couldn't do it, but, but your experience of him on a, on a talk show has been, or most of what he's done has been playing characters. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of an interesting choice, uh, but I think a great choice. So yeah. I'll, I'll definitely be there for that. Uh, so, yeah. And, and of course the, the arch conservatives are upset like Rush Limbaugh has already come out and said that CBS is waging a war on the heartland values of America. Really? Yes. God, before the guys even sat down, you have no idea Correct. what's going to come out of his mouth. Which I'm guessing, you know, drug addicted on your fourth wife values are what he's rallying against. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why he can't just, I'm sorry to be this person, but I don't know why he just can't have a heart attack and <laughs> go away. Because, and I say that uh, with with absolutely no respect. <laughs> Because, um, and it's not it's nothing to do with anything other than there's just there, there comes a point where there's there's just hatred coming out of someone's mouth yeah. that I no longer I can go oh well it's a free they can say whatever it's like no it's it's you know it, it it gets to be just hatred you know like some of the Ted Nugent stuff is just like you can dress it up any way you want you know you're a racist I'm sorry that's it <laughs> don't quit telling me how much you like soul music you're a racist. So, uh, so Limbaugh, I just, I wish we could just stop talking about him. It'd yeah. be wonderful if he just kind of went away. Which is interesting. It was sort of the the dichotomy of you know Limbaugh saying it's uh, 
you know, waging war against the heartland values. And then Bill O'Reilly came out and said, can I be his Ed McMahon? Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. That's he's such a nut too. that guy. He's so he's such a zealot. You can you can slap him across the face with information and he, he just won't doesn't want to hear it. it yeah. It's very strange. Very strange people. Um, um, what was I going to say? Let's talk about toys real quick. Okay. Uh, I got the new uh, – everyone's kind of talking about this. Everyone's trying to find the new Marvel Legends, Black Widow, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Oh. Black Widow is impossible yeah. to find. Um, Cap and Winter Soldier show up here and there, but they're getting tough as well. But something was going I, I drove to three targets this morning looking for Black Widow, and I only saw one Baron Zemo at three stores. Well, there you go. Um, I managed to find Cap and Winter Soldier on their own. Um, I found Red Skull a while ago. Um, but, you know, it's funny. People are talking about this with the likeness issues. Uh, clearly, they're not trying to capture Chris Evans or um, Bucky, Winter Soldier, faces uh, in these figures. And what's funny is I didn't hear many people talking about it with the Spider-Man line with Electro it's pretty obvious that's not Jamie Foxx right. in the movie, because it's supposed to be the Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie, Electro, and it's not Jamie Foxx. Uh, so I don't know what's going on. Speaking as someone who deals with likenesses all the time and has to get them right and people get uptight about it and everything, um, I don't know what's going on with the... Um, with the Marvel stuff, but I, but here's one thing that's interesting. I don't know if you read this. There was an interview or an article uh, with Chris Evans just before the film came out, and it was one of the I think one of the it was either the article or the one afterwards where he had said something about retiring from acting or something. Yeah, we talked about that last episode. Oh, we did, and we talked about the likeness of the uh, royalties and stuff. Yeah. Well, maybe it's something like that. Maybe like that's being worked on or trying to be ironed out. In the meantime, they're not bothering with likenesses on some of this stuff. I don't know, yeah. Cause you know, we, we sort of talked about that, uh, some friends online about, uh, like the guardians of the galaxy, the star Lord figure. Yeah. Does not seem to really be trying to get Chris Pratt too much. No. So I wonder what's, what's going on. If they're just not taking the time or they don't, I just can't imagine they wouldn't have like, because if their likeness is going to be everywhere else, it's going to be on, you know, bed sheets and posters and all other kinds of merchandise. Right. Uh, I would think that they would have that for the action figures, but, but, but maybe not. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I, mean, I, was, I was just going to bitch about the Game of Thrones images that I'd seen. I hadn't seen them in person, but I've seen images, and I know they're trying, but those don't excite me either. And it's just, I don't know... Are you talking about the uh, Funko six inch ones? Yeah, I mean this is this is a process that I mean, you know it from the, being the, on that side of it, but I mean on, on this side of it, it's like it 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 can be nightmarish uh, getting approvals, trying to get this stuff right. Oh And yeah. um, uh, I'm kind of surprised at some of the stuff that does make it out and get signed off on. And I'll I'll be delicate about it and leave it leave it there. <laughs> okay. Without going into great detail, but uh, it 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 kind of boils my blood sometimes because it's something that we have to go through and and it takes up a lot of time and a lot of effort 
and energy uh, to get right before it, it, it you know can be signed off on. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I see stuff and I go, well, how did that happen? But um, but there you have it. Uh, Are you talking about that spot on likeness of Brad Pitt uh, on his World War Z figure? Well, there, see, but the thing is. That that's an ob that that to me is beyond obvious that like okay you don't have likeness rights, so you're just going to try to get a character out there, use the character name. He's nowhere on the packaging, no. or anything. The Game of Thrones stuff, you can, I can see the attempt being made, but I don't look at that Sean Bean, or uh, Dinklage and go that's that's dead on. That's a that's a great. I, I just don't. I just I don't I don't think that's that's been captured. Um, um, but, uh, back to, what was I going to talk about? Game of Thrones. I was going to ask a question about Game of Thrones and now I forgot what it was. Can I just ask the Game of Thrones thing? The, 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 the blonde woman that controls the dragons. Yes. Does she have like magical powers or something? No. Well, she is the mother of dragons. She's the mother of, which, which means she can, she can communicate with them. Correct. But, why and is that is that why everyone sort of fears her and follows her or sort of you know kowtows to her because she controls she can communicate with dragons like it's a, like it's a dying art and she can do it and so she's considered this supreme kind of being or something. Well, it's been kind of a combination of that uh, because dragons have been extinct in that world for hundreds of years. Uh, but she's done some pretty crazy, surprising, ruthless stuff. Also, that I think has that surprised a lot of people. Okay. So she's she's ruling a bit through uh, sort of fear and and uh, being crazy, but craftily crazy. So is that? But is that is that why she's able to? Because I mean, it seems like she's controlling armies. She is controlling an army now. Yes, that uh, that that was kind of a big. Uh, storyline from last season, how exactly she got that army. And then, she was going to get an army and was willing to pay for it, and a lot of people underestimated her and tried to sort of screw her out of it, and she flipped that around and did a lot of awful things to people. Okay. So and got, she, got her army. So is she essentially, are we supposed to, you know, admi- is she supposed to be kind of, I don't know who the good guys and the bad guys are. Is, is everybody gray in this show or or is there a you know do you like the 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 young girl and the big night guy right uh you know she's she's like one of the heroes of the piece isn't she uh, is her family for the well yeah i mean that, that's for the most part yeah the starks were kind of the the heroes of the piece but there's very few of them left now okay so there really aren't there i mean it seems like like dinklage has gone from being, you know, a, a, a bit of a tyrant to a more sedate kind of appealing character, or no? Well, yeah, he's you know, again. You should watch the whole thing. That's the I thing. Don't yeah, he's it. he's been taking he's been taken down a notch uh, a couple of times, and it has changed him a bit. I see. And now he's married. And now he is married, yeah, to one of the other Stark daughters. And the and Stark being Sean Bean. Yes. Got it. Okay. So who's left? The little girl and the redhead? Uh, and the brother. And the, and the, 
And, and well, the bastard son, Jon Snow, yeah. Right, he, he was part of the Watchmen Guard or whatever it is. The Night Watch. Night yeah. Watchmen Guards. Yeah. Watchmen, the Watchmen. Okay, got it. I think, see, that's all I need to know. I think, <laughs> okay. I think I'm good. I think I'm caught up. Um, also uh, watched a very funny movie. I've talked about this character before. Steve Coogan does a character called Alan Partridge. We're going on, God, over 20 years now in different things, from radio to television to web series. Um, and he did a feature last year that came out in the UK that has just made it to, I think, like Instant or Voodoo or whatever, Hulu, Voodoo. Uh, yes. It's called Alan Partridge, Alpha Papa. Yes. Uh, very funny. Um, uh, very funny comedy. Uh, it's, if you like that character, you'll you'll really dig it. Um, absurd humor. Uh, he's he's at the you know North Norfolk Digital Radio. Uh, and there's a revamp going out. The radio station, a disgruntled employee decides to take the place hostage. And because he's friends with Alan Partridge, uh, makes Alan the go-between between him and the cops. Uh, and it's just, it's just funny. It's just absurd stuff. Uh, well worth watching, if you, like I say, if you like the character. Even if you don't, it's worth checking out. Okay. Um, uh, Game of Thrones, Colbert. What else are we missing here? Uh, well, just a couple of quick video game things. Uh, I think this was around episode 100. They announced the next in the Arkham games. Arkham Knight will be coming out uh, later this year, which if you sort of follow those games, there was Arkham, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City were done by uh, a certain game company. And those that had, you know, were written by Paul Dini. They were, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? So so anyway, those, those two came out, and then they did a third one, Arkham Origins, which was done by a different game company. It did not have a lot of the, the animated series voice cast. It was a prequel. Now they've gone back. This is the third one. Uh, I guess ultimately it's the fourth, since we know Arkham Origins is the beginning. So Arkham Knight is what's supposed to be the last game in this series. It's got the original cast back, so it's got Kevin Conroy. Uh, we do not think it has Mark Hamill, because we don't think the Joker's in it anywhere, Okay. Uh, because of events in uh, Arkham City. It's supposed to be a bigger open-world thing. It's got uh, a drivable Batmobile, which is the first time we've ever gotten that before, and it's it's pretty, pretty badass. And then there's a new character they're introducing, actually, called the Arkham Knight, uh, which we don't know if he is friend or foe yet. But if you if you track down the trailer for this, uh, this is the first time we're getting one of these uh, on the next generation platform. So PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. The graphics are stunning in this thing. Absolutely beautiful. So a lot of people are, are lit up about that. And we'll probably hear more about that in May when E3 rolls around. And then there was a teaser put out this week, the Disney Infinity, which is sort of uh, Disney Interactive's version of Skylanders, which you use the little the characters, the little figures to put on a portal, and it puts them in the game. It looks like they're going to be putting Marvel characters in that universe. So for people excited about that and, and that have been enjoying that, I think they'll be very excited for that. Nice. And I was going to tell you yes. that... Uh, there's a, this later this month, I think it's the 28th. They're showing Tron on the big screen oh, yeah. in downtown LA. It's part of that last remaining seats things where they're, oh. re, you know, revamping the old, uh, the vintage theaters. Okay. So they're doing Tron, and then the next month they're doing Back to the Future Part One. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah, so you might want to check that I would, out. I would, I would totally check that out. See those on the big screen again. So yeah, and I, I will admit I've been to one Lebowski fest. It didn't, it didn't blow my mind. But um, the newest Lebowski fest, Jeff Bridges is going to show up with his band, The Abiders. Yeah, uh, and they're gonna they're gonna do a set. So that would be fun to see. I would love to, I would love to go to that. Um, yeah, that should be interesting. I just might. Oh, one other thing I picked up that I just want to say is I think is fun. Um, it's just one of these sort. You know, people get so hung up on. 75 points of articulation and we just talked about the likeness thing and I know that can get crazy because you're paying so much but every now and then there's these like you know seven eight dollar figures with five points of articulation I think are kind of fun because uh, I think they're kind of necessary and I think they're kind of fun for you know maybe kids with pocket change or just to kind of have something different there's a line that's out for uh, the animated series Ultimate Spider-Man Oh, uh-huh. And the first couple ones that came out, I remember talking about, because they reminded me, there's like a Spider-Man and like a, a stealth Spider-Man or something. Five points of articulation, not much to them. And they looked kind of like, they reminded me of the pocket heroes that Mego did back in the 70s. Just, they were just so simple, you know? And, the, and it's very small packaging. Have you seen these figures? So you, there, there were kind of two lines that were out. There was a five-inch line, and then there's a three-and-three-quarter-inch right. line. So this line. is the, the five-inch line is kind of fun, but the three-and-three-quarter-inch line, it's a, it's a smaller card, like a little round kind of bubble on the front. Yeah, they're doing that for Spider-Man and Avengers right now. So, yes, I have seen right. that. Well, there's a new couple of figures out, or new-ish. Uh-huh. I hadn't seen them before. One is uh, Super Strength Green Goblin. So it's kind of a muscular Green Goblin from the animated series. And the other one is just called Ultimate Spider-Man. But it's, it's, it's a more accurate version of his appearance in the animated show. Uh-huh. But also, it's just fun because so few of these things these days even come with accessories. That it comes with um, a little web thing that I don't know what you're supposed to do with. But the, little, the web that sort of comes out of his the, – the, the long web that you're supposed to like stick on his wrist kind of thing – Yep. It comes attached to the actual web shooter that looks just like the actual, you know, kid-friendly web shooter that you can, you know, get for kids as a role-play item. Oh, okay. So it's got a cool little thing that pops up, and it just it's just a fun – I was just surprised when I opened it that this little accessory came with it. And it looks – he looks just – you know, it's five points of articulation again, but he looks just like he came out of that animated series. The other ones that had come out just seemed like more generic Spider-Man, like they didn't – base it on the design of the show necessarily. Um, And it's just a fun little figure for like, you know, seven bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of nice to see that stuff now and then. I am shocked because, you know, the new Marvel Universe, I think they're calling them the Infinity Series now. Like those are out. Hyperion and uh, Wasp. There's a a Iron Man and a Captain America uh, and Grim Reaper. But those are... those are like eleven dollars, eleven like fifty now at Target. Wait, so th- those aren't those aren't the ones the Avengers line that's five points of articulation. Like I just found a Hawkeye in that in that line. Did you know there was a Hawkeye right. that came out? Yeah. Like I'd never seen him before. Uh, yeah. So that that line you're talking about is now fifteen bucks. No, no. These these are the what what was Marvel Universe? You know the the three and three quarter inch multiposable. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So they've they've made the next wave now. They're on a new kind of card, and they call them, I think, Marvel Infinity. And they're now fourteen bucks. They're twelve. They're eleven something. Jeez. Yeah, eleven fifty. Yeah, for a three and three quarter inch figure. Jeez. 
where the you know the the movie cap figures, which I don't think have quite as much articulation, maybe but still are got, ten bucks. Yeah, and those still have they still have knee and elbow and stuff, right? I think, yeah, on yeah. those. Yeah. Did you know there was a variant, a Red Skull variant? Uh, I don't think I did. Yeah, there, there's a there's a well, it's 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 part of the movie line, like the Winter Soldier line. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a Red Skull that comes like in a trench coat, and then there's one that's like in a green military outfit. In the same oh, okay. in the same line, it comes with the same accessories, but it's it, he doesn't have the long trench coat. It's just it's a it's a it's a different Red Skull. Hmm. I thought he came out in the first movie wave too, didn't he? For the first cast, he did. But it's I think this is it. I'm almost, unless I completely crazy, but it, it was because I remember holding it next to the trench coat one, going, "This looks like a different. This is a different thing." It's because it was the in the Winter Soldier packaging. Right. But he came out, but but. There was one, I think it's I think it's a, even if it's the same figure it's a different it's like a green military outfit. Okay. I think it's different, unless I'm completely mistaken. But I think it's a different figure. I'll keep my eyes open. Yeah. Which uh, and like I said, but I I just found the Hawkeye. I didn't. Has that been out for a while? Uh, so this is the five point articulation yeah. one. Uh, it's maybe been out a month or so. And there's not, another, not terribly. There's long. another. There's like a new Iron Man too in that wave. Like a the blue and yellow yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen that. Um, anyway, lots of stuff out there. Never enough time. So many toys, just not enough time. That's right. Well, there you go. There's a good 90 minutes worth of show for you. It's true. Don't say we didn't uh, give it our all again for 102. That's right. That'll keep you busy for a while. and uh, Keep you off the streets and out of the pool hole. That's right. And all kinds of fun information to bring to your next party. That's right, yeah. That's a, a small service we provide at no added fee to you. That's right. Well, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Yes. Uh, hope you're still still listening, still enjoying. We love your feedback, so keep it coming. And, uh, you know, more to come. That's absolutely true. All right, thanks, everybody. All right, bye. Bye. Shiny. Let's be bad guys. Secrets of nature's deepest mystery.